counsellor or a psychotherapist wanting to attract more clients more simply, then you, lovely person, are in the right place. Because I'm here to help you navigate marketing and remove any confusion and overwhelm that you might feel. Oh, and ditch that critical, nagging inner voice too. So each week I'll offer you inspiration, motivation and practical advice so you can get your marketing done and then get on with your life. I'm Jane Travis and welcome to the Grow Your Private Practice show. It's great to have you here. Hi and welcome back. And if this is your first time here, it's great to have you here. I hope you're having a good day. I'm hoping this recording's going to go okay because my dog, I've got a dog called Kim or Kimbo. She was fast asleep. She was absolutely flat out, fast asleep. And the minute I started speaking, <laughs> she just woke up. And now all I can hear is the pitter-patter of tiny feet of her just walking around and she's going to be barking soon, wanting to go out. So I'll see how I get on, but bless her. So Kim's here. So say hi to Kim. Anyway, Today, I want to talk about a taboo subject. I want to talk about money. Now, money is something that was never talked about. You know, it was such a vulgar thing to talk about. And there's still elements of that, isn't there? You know, we don't know what anybody else earns. We don't know about, oh, lots of things to do with people's money and their attitude to money and their savings or anything like that. So, yeah, money is still something that's not necessarily talked about a lot. But we're currently in a financial crisis and it just keeps on getting worse. You know, it's the gift that keeps on giving. So I've made the controversial decision to freeze the prices of my Grow Your Private Practice membership. So I want to talk to you about how and why I've made this decision. And also, I want to talk about the prices that you charge. You know, should you freeze your prices under these current circumstances? Or should you increase them because you need more money? Or should you even reduce them to help people out? It's not something easy to, you know, it's not an easy thing to come to a decision about. And of course, I want to be crystal clear here that I don't know the right decision for you. There is definitely no one-size-fits-all answer. But hopefully, if you listen to this, you'll get some thoughts for, you know, you can do some journaling around this or thoughts for reflection to help you reach the right decision for you. So I hope that this episode is going to help you to get clear on your pricing at this time. Okay. Like I say, this is a decision that I've wrangled with for quite some time. So I just really wanted to share my thought process with you. So why is freezing my price controversial. Well, over the years, I've done loads of work on money mindset. And if you're not really sure what I mean by money mindset, it's something that's really fascinating. And as a, a counsellor, it's something that you'd really, I'm sure that you'd love getting stuck into learning all about it. It's basically all about your attitude to money, you know, whether you spend or whether you save, whether you feel that there's, you know, always going to be enough money to go around or whether you feel that there's never going to be enough money to go around. You know, are you worried about money? Are you worried about spending it? Because if you spend it, it won't be replaced. Or are you worried that if you don't spend it, there'll never be any more. So you've got to spend it now and get it sort of get the benefit of it. Like I say, it's a really, really big subject. There are loads of people, there's loads of books and podcasts and all sorts out there. So it's a very, very interesting subject. 
And there are two sort of different types of money mindset. Like just before I start, I'm not trained in this. You know, this isn't me saying I'm an expert in this. This is just from the, the learnings that I've had. So for me, it seems to be there's two different types. There's an abundance mindset and a lack mindset. So an abundance mindset is when you believe that there's always going to be, there's always enough to go around. You know, there's always going to be more money turns up, you know, so you don't worry quite so much about spending it because you know there's going to be more coming to replace it. And then there's also a lack mindset. So the lack mindset is the opposite of that. It's I've got to earn some money. I've got to hang on to it. Don't spend it because if, if you spend it, you'll never know where where the next lot of money is going to come from. So a lack mindset is kind of a feeling quite anxious around money, feeling that it's all going to just disappear. And then you'll kind of, you know, die in a box on the street, basically. You know, you can catastrophize it so that it means that, you know, nothing will ever go right. So for me, I've always had a lack mindset. So I've had a lack mindset. So I've worried about spending money because I worry that if I spend the money that I have, there's the fear that once it's gone, that's it. There won't be any more. So you've really got to make the most of it. Like I say, if you've not looked into this yourself, I really do urge you to do so because money mindset has a really dramatic impact on how you run your private practice. So that the the money mindset that you have can stop you doing the things that will help you grow, like investing in yourself and investing in your practice. So, for example, you might choose to make your own website rather than get one professionally made, which if you've never done it before, it's going to save you money. Yes, it's definitely going to save you money, but it will be very, there's going to be a very high cost in, in the sense of time, stress, potential lost revenue. Or it might be that you don't invest in getting the help that you need in order to grow your practice. So you maybe don't invest in getting help to learn about how to do marketing. You know, I've got the Grow Your Private Practice membership. There are other people that do, you know, other types of help for counsellors. And these are things that are going to help to save you time, help to save you money, and help to improve your results when marketing. So, you know, it's a bit of a false economy. You know, when you run a business, it's important that you do invest because otherwise you're holding you back. So, you know, it can stop you, you know, lack mindset can stop you from charging your clients enough and it can stop you from increasing your prices. And, you know, both of those things are really just really good, robust counsellor self-care. So learning about money mindset is like I say, it's really fascinating and, you know, you'll absolutely love it. So go and check some things out. So for me, I had, and still do to, to an extent, I don't know whether you can completely change, but I've always had a lack mindset. And the way that this held me back was by feeling too scared to invest in my business. So for me, the way my lack mindset held me back was by, I guess, feeling too scared to invest in my business. So, you know, I struggled long by trying to do everything myself for far longer than I needed to. And again, it took me more time. It gave me, definitely gave me more stress than was necessary. So a lack mindset is being worried there's never enough to go around. So, 
you have to hold on to it. Whereas an abundance mindset is the opposite. It means that you believe there's always going to be enough money to go around. It's okay to invest in your business, to spend money on yourself, because there's always going to be more coming. And as you can see, that's a far better place to be. So it's hardly surprising that I had a lack mindset because I've never had much money in my life. You know, my, my dad never had much money. And my dad was, I suppose, well, well, let's be generous here and say, I think he had a lack mindset too. I think he was just really, really tight. <laughs> so an example of this was when I was a little girl, when my, and I'm talking about five, you know, five or six, maybe, maybe even younger, but I can remember distinctly when my shoes got too small for me, my dad would cut the toes out, you know, take the leather off the toe, if it was leather, took, would take the, the, the leather off the toes and kind of make them into sandals. <laughs> and that was something that happened, you know, he just used to recycle let's call it recycling so he was recycling a long time ago that was like I say I suspect it was more to do with the fact that he was just a little bit tight so yeah being brought up with that certainly added to my lack mindset but as I say I've worked on this for years now and my mindset's changed a lot so for me increasing my prices doesn't come with the same heavy emotional toll that it used to because I can see the value in what I do. You know, I see the benefits my members get from being in the in the membership. You know, I get frequent thank you messages because they're now at capacity or they tell me about the changes that they've made to their business and how it's attracted more client inquiries. And, you know, these are tangible benefits, but there are also less tangible benefits, but, you know, equally important like increased confidence so their confidence is increased so that they can get out there and write a blog or they can get out there and be on social media and obviously reduces it this reduces people's fear and it reduces people's stress which leads to success because it means that you're more comfortable getting out there so you can stop being your own best kept secret so for me, I'm comfortable charging £35 a month because I know that for that, it's going to bring the members plenty of value. And I think it's an excellent deal. So I'd actually planned a price increase for September some time ago. And when I say some time ago, I mean back in March, actually, because it's really long overdue. You know, the last time I increased my price, it was actually a couple of weeks before we went into lockdown, the first lockdown. So what was that? Was that 2020? 2000? I can't even remember now. But yeah, it was a couple of weeks before the first lockdown. So what had happened is I'd put the price up because it was time to put the price up. So the price had gone up just for a few weeks. Then we went into lockdown and, you know, I wanted to I wanted to help clients during that time because it was a time of tremendous stress. You know, people were thinking, well, how, am I th how can I make money if I can't sit with people? People had to retrain so they could do online marketing. So, it, you know, there was all of the stresses of everything that went with being in lockdown and coronavirus. But if you were in private practice, you know, where how were you going to make your money? So I reduced the price back down to what it was before I put the price up to help to make getting help as affordable as possible for as many people as possible. So it's, you know, it's important to me to make grey private practice accessible for people because when I started in private practice and I started in 2005, 
So it's quite a while ago. In 2005, I started in private practice and there just really wasn't any help available. You know, there were some books, there were some books about starting in private practice. But at the time when I started, the internet was just starting out. You know, when I started, it was at roughly the same time as Facebook got started. That's how, that's how long ago it was. That's how old I am. So it was a very long time ago. And things have changed a lot. You know, it used to be, you know, the books that I read about growing a practice were very different to how they are now because now we we use online marketing so much. You know, we have our own website, social media, blogging. You know, you can you can run the whole of your practice online, can't you? So, you know, there really wasn't a lot of help with learning these new skills. And I used to run the Lincoln Counselors Network and I used to see people in that network that were really good, highly experienced, highly qualified therapists that just struggled to attract the clients that needed to be successful. And that's what frustrates me. And that's why it's my mission to help as many people as possible, because I just think it's, I think it's a crime. There's so many people out there need help. There's so many brilliant counsellors out there that want to give help. It's just about, you know, if I can help people to let, you know, let the people that need help find you, then, you know, I think that's a bit of a good service. So, yeah, so there you go. That's that's kind of why I'm doing it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to freeze my price probably until January, January 2023. And so it's going to be £35. I'm not putting the price up in, in September. It'll remain at £35 and really with a view to helping people as much as possible. So here's the question. Should you freeze your prices? Well, you know, it's a really good question. And of course, this is not something that I can answer for you. You know, there's no one size fits all here. There's no, yeah, you should absolutely do this or you should absolutely not do that. So, you know, I I certainly can't answer this for you, but maybe I've got a few questions here that are going to help you to think about the things you need to consider. And the first one really is that the economic crisis is affecting all of us, everybody, no matter what our you know financial situation so petrol energy food mortgage travel all of these have increased and they've not just increased a little bit they're increasing dramatically and as such it's going to have an impact on you as I say only you know about your personal financial situation but we need to remember that you're in business in order to earn a living so if the current situation means that you need to increase your prices that's okay. It's okay. You have to look after yourself. You know, it's, you're in a business, you have to make money. You're not going to get any awards for doing without, you know, so just, it's okay to put your price up if you need to put your price up. And I'm going to say this, it sounds flippant, I know, but you're not running a charity. Now, Yeah, I know it sounds flippant and I say that and it makes me wince a little bit because it brings up, I suppose, all sorts of interesting thoughts and feelings inside me. Like, are people going to think I'm just a money grabbing bitch for saying that? It's interesting, isn't it? You know, do you find thoughts like that popping into your head? You know, it's definitely worth grabbing a journal and doing some reflecting. But, you know, it's not unusual for people to think that because we love what we do, we, because we love to help people, we should be happy to work for free or to ha- have just a low fee. And 
I don't think that's the case at all. I don't know if you've ever had somebody in your family or sort of friend that sort of made a comment about charging clients. It makes you feel, it doesn't make you feel very nice, does it? So it's really important that if that, if something like that has happened for you, really reflect on that. Have a good think about it. Talk to a counselling friend, maybe even talk to a supervisor because it's important that you're really comfortable charging what you charge because you're not running a charity. The truth is you're running a business. You have to make money because you have, you know, you have bills to pay as well. I mean, I often see clients keep their price unsustainably low because they really want to help like anyone and everybody. And I think that that can feel really admirable on the one hand. And obviously, it come, you know, you, if you're feeling a little bit like that, then you're obviously a very kind person and you want to help people. And like I say, that's very admirable. But like I say, as a private practitioner, you do need to attract clients that are in a position to pay the fee. You know, that is just a fact of life in business. So if you only see lower paid clients in order to earn the living that you need to in order to pay your bills, you're going to have to see more clients. And the problem with that is you run the risk of burnout. Now, I'm not going to talk a lot about burnout now, but burnout is real and it's horrible. And I've recently recently struggled with this and I'm still having to actively protect my energy. Now, I do have a couple of podcasts about burnout, and if you do struggle with burnout or if you're starting to feel a bit burnt out, there's episode 70, which is called Therapist Burnout and How to Spot It and Take Action, and that's with my guest Charlie Hyde, who's fantastic, and there's also episode 58, and that's called Compassion Fatigue and Burnout What Therapists Need to Know, and that's with guest expert called Howard Baumgarten. And he is amazing. He's written a book all about this and it's just such a good episode. So I'll link those somewhere around this. So if you do feel a bit burnt out, you're certainly not on your own. Go and have a look at those podcasts and do something to really take care of yourself because robust self-care is so important for therapists. And part of robust self-care is being paid properly. Okay. Yes. So should you increase your prices? I suppose that's the next step. The next question. Should you freeze your prices? Well, I don't know, but should you actually increase your prices? Well, like I say, this is, again, something I can't actually answer for you. But there are, of course, things to consider about increasing prices. Of course, we're all affected by the cost of living crisis to some extent. But some people are more affected than others. So I can see absolutely no benefit to either you or your clients if you have the extra stress of struggling financially. So don't do that to yourself. And also, it's really good practice to increase your prices annually. It doesn't have to be hard. In fact, it doesn't even have to be a big amount. You know, if you have a look at episode 31, I've I've done a podcast all about, it's called Increasing Prices the Pain-Free Way. And basically, what I'm doing there is saying, you know, you don't have to only put your prices up by a figure that ends with a zero or a five, you know, you can put your prices up a smaller amount and you're still going to, it's going to be easier for your clients to cope with, but you're still going to get that, that increase in money, which is what, what you need. So, you know, if you're struggling financially as a self-employed person, and this is the difference, isn't it, to being employed, if you're struggling financially as a self-employed person, you're in control of increasing the income that you receive. And you can do that either by increasing your fee or 
by attracting more clients. Obviously, it depends on your personal circumstances if you can see more clients. But remember, just three more clients a week would bring in approximately £600 or more every month. So, you know, that is the beautiful thing about being self-employed. You know, if you're employed, the prices go up, but your income doesn't go up. But being self-employed, you are in control of that and you can put the prices up. Um, and that's absolutely fine. And also, you know, it might be time to take advantage of my price freeze. You know, why not come and join us in the Grow Your Private Practice membership and take this time to learn how to attract more clients, you know. In fact, let me take a really quick break and just tell you about what we've got coming up in September because we've got lots happening. So starting on the 5th of September, we have a five-day challenge and this is called Make Space for Success. And this challenge is designed to help you to ditch the overwhelm that you might have. I know the problem sometimes can be, especially when you start in private practice, it can feel like there's a to-do list that's like a mile long and that just feels so overwhelming. It just feels all-encompassing, doesn't it? So Make Space for Success is all about clearing an energetical space and a physical space so that you can, you know, bring in more abundance and more success into your practice. So there are going to be daily tasks, there's going to be guest experts, there's even going to be prizes. So if you're feeling a bit near because summer's over, or if you need a little bit of a boost, this is for you. Now, if you've never done one of my challenges, they're usually quite good fun. It's not going to be hard work. You're not going to be thinking, oh my God, I've got a five-day challenge. That sounds really hard. I promise you, it's going to be fun. You're going to enjoy it and you're going to get a lot out of it. So that's in the beginning of the month. Then we have Martin and Lindsay. Now, Martin and Lindsay are blogging experts and they wrote a book called Content Fortress. And I'll actually be introducing them to you in next week's podcast where they come and talk about the book. But they're actually going to come and deliver a guest expert mastermind in the membership all about using blogging to get on page one of Google locally. So that's going to be fantastic. You know, if you if you already blog, or if you want to start blogging, then, you know, you're not going to want to miss this. And then, of course, we have the regular Pick My Brain call where I'll answer any annoying marketing niggles that you might have. So, you know, what a great way to start this new season and make the most of the last four months of the year. Now, like I say, I've frozen the price. So it's still just £35 a month. And remember, it's no risk. So if you join and you realise it's not for you, then just let me know within 14 days and you'll get a full no quibble refund. So if you go to growyourprivatepractice.co.uk now, you can get started today. So I hope to see you in there. And if you're listening to this after September, you know, after that date, just to let you know, it's all recorded. You know, there's recordings of everything we've done right back to when we started, which was in 2000 and. 19. So it's a long time. So we've got loads and loads of stuff in there to help you. So it'll be recorded so you can listen to it and listen to it at a time that suits you. Anyway, back to today's podcast. Should you reduce your prices? Now then, there's a good question. Well, my gut reaction is no. My gut reaction is no, you shouldn't reduce your price. I believe that you should receive a fair fee for the valuable work that you do. But nothing's ever cut and dried, is it? So let's take a look at this a little bit closer. 
What happens if you've been working really well with a client and you're right in the middle of the real nitty gritty work and due to no fault of their own, they can no longer afford to come? Now, this is a really nasty conundrum, isn't it? And of course, again, it's totally your choice of what you do here. But here are some things to consider. Now, I'd be reluctant to just reduce my fees, but I'd be more likely to do something to help them at this time. So here are a couple of things that you could do. You could boundary the reduction. So again, you don't, not necessarily say, oh, I'm just going to reduce my fee, but say, right, I'm going to agree to reduce my fee for an, you know, a previously agreed number of sessions only. And then after that, after that time, the price will increase again. So, you know, you could do something like that. I think it's it's something that's going to help to protect you as well. I don't know if you can hear my dog. My dog started barking, bless her. You could also offer them a, a different framework for the work that they do because it can be expensive going to counselling every week. You know, there's no doubt about that. But maybe I, I find or I used to find when I was still working that seeing somebody every fortnight was sometimes not the best use of time or money for them. Because, you know, when people come every fortnight, I would find that at least for the first 20 minutes of the session, we've kind of been catching up with each other, coming back up to speed with what's going on in, in that person's life. So I felt that the, the time they spent with me wasn't used as well as could be. So what I used to do is I would offer them, if they didn't want to come every week, I'd say, right, well, it's probably a better use of your money to come like every two weeks. So have two weeks on and two weeks off or four weeks on and four weeks off. I used to find it was just less destructive. You know, it was just, it it gave an element of continuation and it's better for the client. So, you know, it's possible that you could do something like that. So you're not reducing your fee and you're still giving them a good service, but it's going to just help them out. Another thing you could do is offer time-limited therapy. Now, time-limited therapy is quite a skill, and it's something that it's a skill I didn't have, to be fair. So this is where you always work in a time-limited way. Now, it's worth checking out how to do this. I used to have a book about it. I can't remember the name of the book, and I'm sure I've lent it to someone. But you might have a little look around for time-limited therapy details. And like I say, I know that there's a book. So that means that the the good thing about time limited therapy is that sometimes when we go to therapy and I know myself you know I as as always I could do some more therapy but there's always that part of me that thinks well it could just go on forever and I'm sure that it's the same for clients they worry about well if I get started how long is it going to last for so offering time limited therapy and saying right okay we're going to contract for maybe six sessions or eight sessions And then you talk about what specifically they want to talk about in that time. And that's what you really focus on. Or alternatively, you can say, right, what we're going to do is we're going to work for six sessions and then you can keep doing little reviews. So, right, you've been coming now for five sessions. Let's talk about how it's going for you. Is, you know, is there something else you want to talk about or have we done the work that you wanted to look at at this time? So, you know, look at how to handle making your your therapy either fully time limited or having that time limited aspect that's going to help the client it's going to help them to feel less anxious because they know that there's 
there's a tangible ending to it. And it can be really great because it can focus you both on the actual thing that you that they want to talk about. And the other thing is that you could think about offering group therapy. Now, I've actually talked about these things in more depth in episode 101, which is called The Cost of Living Crisis, Its Impact on Your Clients, Your Business and You. And I'll link that somewhere around this recording so you can go and check it out if you want to. Okay, so today we've looked at pricing from a couple of different viewpoints, haven't we? So I've looked at my own pricing. So like I say, I'm freezing my membership. It's going to be £35 a month and I'm going to freeze that until January 2023. So I've, I've sort of talked about why I'm doing that. You know, I've basically talked about my own, yeah, my own reasoning for doing that. And also we've looked at We've looked at you, your pricing. You know, is it? do you want to freeze your price and keep it as it is? Do you want to increase it to take into account the fact that you're, you've got higher outcomings, higher outgoings too? Outcomings, that doesn't even make sense. You've got higher outgoings too. Or do you want to reduce your price? Which, like I say, I really don't think a flat reduction is necessarily going to be the right thing. I know I said I wouldn't tell you what to do, and I'm not, but really think about that one because I, I don't think that that's a brilliant thing to do. But there are other, are other ways you can give back and you can still get an income because you need an income too. So I do hope that this has given you some food for thought and I hope that it takes away some stress that might have been lurking for you. But again, just to re- just to reassure you, there is no absolute right or wrong here. So whatever you choose to do, you literally can't get it wrong. Okay, so you cannot get this wrong. But equally, increasing your prices does not make you a bad person, not under any circumstances. Being paid well is just robust self-care, okay? And all the therapists in private practice need to have robust self-care. It's really, really important. So that's it. Have an absolutely fabulous rest of the week. And remember, things are tough at the moment, but you will get through this. I will get through this. We will all get through this. But just at the moment, we have to hunker down, don't we? And just try not to watch the news too much. Ah, Right. Okay. Thanks very much for listening and hope to speak to you again soon. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this, then please subscribe to the show. And while you're there, I'd love it if you could leave me a big, shiny five-star review. Bye.